you know, most of the time it's like if you're riding through, you're, you know, going decently fast through that section and kind of get through it. But yeah, but yeah, it is when you're in a group too, that helps. I think Yeah, you don't feel like you're going to run into Pennywise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. We're here with you in the month of July for episode 34. Crack that one. Crack it. Go ahead. Episode Trequois. Crack it. That's nice. What are we drinking? That's a check to the head right there. Yeah, that is a check to the head. Pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah. This is... uh, what is this? Um, dark horse so I, yeah, dark horse, dark horse brewing. I went to uh, went to the store earlier. Got this. It was a cream ale. It looked cool because it was a dude with a hockey stick getting hit in the face. Yeah. So I thought good. Thought to myself, self, thou shall buy. You shall buy indeed. And it it's is good. good. Yeah, it's, it's tasty. Yeah, dark horse is in um, Marshall, Michigan, which is kind of east of Kalamazoo. And, um, yeah, it's a cool spot. I've been there once. I have a friend that lives there. Mike Fallon. Oh, yeah. Does he? he? lives there. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Good old Marshall, Michigan. <laughs> Marshall, you Michigan. You didn't know. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> he, now you know. Yep. So, this is the 34th? 34th. Episode. Halfway to 68. <laughs> Halfway yeah. to 68. It's like they Deja say. Vu. <laughs> Like they say, yeah, halfway yeah. to sixty-eight. Yeah, that's a saying. Yeah, that is—is is that a saying? Let, we should add the months. Thirty-four months from now, will that be near the next yeah. solar eclipse? Close, but I think it still would be we, two and a half 10, years away. No, three, four, no, four. four. Oh, twenty twenty-four. Well, yeah, never we're mind. We're three and a half, right? Yeah, yeah three, three and a half. Three and a half. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, would, it wouldn't quite work out. But three and inches. We, we should do the math and figure out what episode that'll be. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got to be so slightly into the 100s, I'd say. Yeah. 100 something. Yeah. Shit. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Triple <laughs> triple digits. <laughs> triple digits, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back to Eclipse on Yeah. Welcome to Eclipse on Tap. But yeah, episode We're 34. 90 years old. July, it's been hot as hell here in our state. Wonder how old will we be when it's the ninetieth or no when we're ninety years old? Excuse me. How, how old? old <laughs> no, no. How, how old, old will we be when how, we're no, ninety years no, old? No, I'm talking about the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. So, how old will we be from a um, from an episode standpoint? Six hundred something, maybe. We got to pick up the pace because Rogan has like fifteen or sixteen hundred. Yeah, he does them so frequently. Yeah. Well. But we'll figure it out. We'll get there. <laughs> so when, when we're 90, I mean, obviously Nathan will be 98. I don't know. But we might not have him with us. We might just have a, a picture of him with a microphone. <laughs> Put the headphones on the picture. <laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> he is with us, though. Nathan, what are you drinking? <laughs> get somebody to do voiceover. <laughs> well, well, no, we'll just do the uh, the robot voice, like 
Oh man, serious voice. Yeah, serious voice. That'd be great. I'm sorry, I do not understand your question. <laughs> that would be well, hilarious. You know, yeah. hypothetically speaking, we might make it to that. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. That, that's right. not really yeah, hypothetical. Was, I, we but, just Daisy you know. chained into a rabbit hole. But anyway, about so, the age of the podcast. But yeah, yeah 34, 34. Here, that's that is uh, that's cool. We're get, we're you know have a, quite a directory of episodes now um, under our belt. And um, looking forward to chatting with you here in July. So um, probably the biggest thing I think that had had happened, what had happened was uh, the Neowise comet. Yeah. The, Old the, Neowise. That's the one the that's making one. the global headlines. Right? The biggest space news in the month of June, July. Yep. Comet Neowise. Yep. The biggest, um, I think the, definitely the biggest space news just in general, across the board. Of course, we know there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, but Neo-wise, it's been a, more of a phenomenon thing than oh, yeah. like a, like rocket news, which is cool because yeah, it's, it's got, not as frequent. You both got out twice inside, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, last two nights. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we have, you uh, you posted a photo, I think, on our on our, our Instagram. Instagram, but yep. it's like uh, it's a, it's a skid mark in the night sky. It's like it, it's a little little little, little pixie. In yeah. the night sky, so it's kind of cool. The, I mean, you you can barely see it. I mean, with the light pollution in the city, you can't really see it that well. Obviously, yeah. like we've been out there and we've we've you know you can still out of your peripheral you can kind of see it, but oh yeah, you can you see the to, little smudge in the sky. You definitely have to uh, get a scope and get out get out and look up and check that out. But it's, I would say, I mean, most of the country should be able to see it. I would think. Oh, yeah, but, I think yeah. it's still still very much visible. There's been some cool photos uh, from folks that we follow that take space launch photography that are down in Florida. Um, seems like it, they're probably all, almost always down in Florida during the launch season. But um, he posted one uh, last night of a really good shot, like over the Cape Canaveral. So so yeah, most of North America I think should be able to see it, and it is cool when we got it into the 10 inch scope. Um, the Dobsonian. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see the tails. You could Did see that the two bring tails. his big scope? Not the big. He brought the or no, David brought the ten inch. He just had the six inch again. Oh, but yeah, um, I, I brought the ten. I wonder what it looked like through the big scope. Yeah, the sixteen, the beast. But uh, with the ten inch, you could see the breakaway of the two tails. So uh, the comet, obviously, big ball of uh, dust and ice and and whatnot. So there's that kind of grayish trail of of dust and ice. But then there's like a more of a straight line trail of blue for the gases coming off the comet. So yeah, really cool. Um, it always seems crazy to me that they don't just burn out. Like you'd think all of that exhaust coming off of it all the time. Yeah, like it would just burn out over time. Yeah, you'd think it would just yeah dwindle out to nothing. I just looked up the size because I was kind of cu- curious about distance and size. It says it was an 18th magnitude comet, 1.7 AU, 160 million miles. Damn. Yeah. So it's still it's out extremely there. far. But it is, it's really neat to see there. How um, far did you say it was? 160 million. Well, it's got to be. That's, not, that's actually in the grand scheme of things in space. Yeah, I know, distance. but it's not I'm that just talking far. like visibility-wise. Yeah. For as well as you can see it, that thing's got to be the, the size trail. of a freaking state. Yeah. yeah, well, bigger than that. Yeah, it says visible you know, via the naked eye, as we've seen. The, one of the brightest comets in the northern hemisphere since Comet Hale-Bopp in 1997, which was the, that's that. the most famous one. Yeah. That's That one's super cool. So, so to have this coming through 
um, it will not pass again for well over 6,000 years. So if you're in a position that's slightly dark sky. Who does the math on that? Yeah. It won't pass for 6,000 years. Like, like the fact that we can even trace that is just. Yeah, we're just tracking this. makes my mind melt. Giant ball of ice and dust, and we're tracking it. Yeah. Um, Always. One thing's for sure. There's three assholes that won't be here sitting in front of (laughs) microphones in 6,000 years. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, the the comment. (laughs) (laughs) Just let that set in for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. What episode is that? Yeah, going back to the original conversation, that's probably... Yeah, I don't know. Don't can't, sneeze. I'm not gonna sneeze. Can't do, okay. can't do that. Can't do. you telling me I had a booger in my nose? No. Oh, okay. Last last episode, I had that sneeze attack. Oh yeah, you did. The hops. Yeah. Well, this is a cream ale. It shouldn't make you sneeze. Yeah, not not too hoppy. That's a that's a good we one. We spent a lot of time Very in the drinkable. woods today, though. I've been we sneezing did. all day. Yeah, we went out for a trail day. The Underground Coalition, featured on the Eclipse on Tap kit, um, was out there this morning, bright and early, seven thirty, to. With egg McMuffins and hash browns yep. provided by one Nathaniel Williams. Yes, thank you very much. That was that. Thank hit you the very much. You're welcome. That was good. Hit hit the that's actually the only reason I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of incentive, but yeah. but no, it was good. We got a lot of new trail cut and and raked out, and it's looking good. Bermed, yeah. bermed, raked. It's legit. Yeah, I think it adds maybe a little over a quarter mile. I'd say. Yeah. So it's a you know in mountain bike terms that's a, a good chunk. Oh yeah, it's all my hands and back could handle today. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, I was yeah. starting to get. It was. I mean, it was like a jungle in there oh, too. It was also so. like ninety eight yeah. degrees. Ninety eight. So. Yeah, was, that, that was in the woods. So it's like even at ten a or whatever. Yeah, ten a.m. when we were like kind of wrapping up, it was still like yeah. you could tell it was warm. It was yeah. getting warm like right away. Yeah. It, the, yeah. As soon as we exited the the woods and that sun started beating down, it was it was gonna be in for a long day heat wise. And it's called the. Um, the needle stack is that what we no, called it or no we we called it threading the needles <laughs> oh, okay. because we 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 happened to cross <laughs> some some people's uh disposables yeah yeah there's a section of the woods that's uh it's a little sketch a little sketchy, it's a little it's all right. little hairy yeah that's all right you know most of the time it's like if you're riding through you're you know going decently fast through that section and kind of get through it but yeah but yeah it is and when you're in a group too, that helps. I think. Yeah. You don't feel like you're gonna run into Pennywise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're you're better riding back there with a buddy. You are. I think so. Yeah. Buddy system. Yeah. 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 But no, it's it's uh, looking really good. We're excited about it, and um, yeah, Underground Coalition hard at work. Well, on that topic, we've got uh, new kit release. Yeah, that's a good good tangent. Good daisy chain. Yeah. The. Uh, Totality collection is what we're calling it. Collection. Collection. <laughs> collection. <laughs> yeah, there's a little tea. couple yeah. accents on the O's. Yeah. <laughs> collection. Um, yeah. We, uh, we decided because, you know, just because like the fall time is a little bit, you know, little, more mountain little, bikey. little more mountain bike stuff. You get dirtier. We thought, uh, well, why don't we go blacked out? Like, yeah. Like, like a totality. Like a totality. So. Yeah. Inverse we, uh, color scheme. Yeah, inverse color scheme. We got uh, that'll be coming out soon. So. Yeah, Judah so it, knocked it out of the park with that design again. Yep, it looks great. Our friends so, at V13. Yep, everything yep. just flips. So the what was the white sleeve 
Um, well, actually, that's the one thing that doesn't flip. Every, all the both of the sleeves go to black, but the gradient pattern that Judah designed with the eclipses obviously inverts to white. So I think it looks really sharp, and it will be nice for mountain biking specifically, yeah. where you're not going to get it as dirty because the white one does um, collect a lot of mud. Yeah, it does when you're but out there. But it's good like this time of year, yeah, obviously for the road stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The road stuff, it uh, keeps been rocking it out at Grattan the last few weeks. Yeah. D-Will, the big uh, top five performances. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I uh, did, you know, I just uh, put my head down and just, you know, bit that uh, bit. Just (laughs) bit it, you know. Just bit the bit. Yeah. Bit the bit. Just did it. Just chomped down hard. Next time, (laughs) next time someone does well at Grattan, they have to uh, name their Strava uh, Strava ride. Bit, just bit the bit. (laughs) You just, you just sometimes you just gotta. You go out to Grattan. You just gotta, just visualize. Yeah. Visualize and just form yourself. Yes. Yeah. Like six, seven years ago. Yeah. You know. It's going solo from twenty ago. Yep. Boom. And then you just get through it, you know. Yeah. I was in there with old balls too, which was That's good. Right. It's good to have good company, you know. Old balls learned about the uh, the podcast uh, yeah. because of the kit, right? Yeah, that that's the one of the coolest things about having Grattan back is that we can we did the worldwide premiere, so to speak, in person of the. There wasn't an actual premiere. We just rolled up with the jerseys. <laughs> just like it was it, a premiere to us. I made it. Yeah, to us it was. I, I, but I made it sound a little grandiose. <laughs> yeah. We had well, a stage and a banner. I'm, I'm sure there were um, people taking pictures of paparazzi in the bushes. Oh and, yeah. So we, uh, we rolled up with the new kits for the first time the three weeks ago, I think, because this yep. is week three. Yeah. So, um, and have been sporting them ever since. And there's been people. Um, like Jason, who came up after and made a comment on it, a positive comment, <laughs> and uh, was kind of learned about the podcast. So, yeah. The hell is that kid? <laughs> yeah. The oh, hell you, what the oh, hell you win, boy? No, he he um he's yeah he's definitely like one of the 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 guys that got us into cycling. Obviously, he's kinda. like the godfather yeah. of Grattan. So too. he. Like, you know, it's like, for me, riding out there with him, it's like, you know, it's like, he's kind of like my dad, you know? <laughs> but, like, no, yeah. like, seriously, though. I've like, been racing out here since you he's been out, your pants. He has been. Like, and he's been out there a long time, so, like, he's it's old, always fun. Yeah, wildly always, veteran. Always fun getting in breaks with him, because he, he kind of got us into it and got Nathan and I, uh, you know, more serious into it and that kind of thing. But And he was kind of like the the dude at Grattan for, like, or in Michigan, really, for a long time. But, you know, he's a legend. Basically. Yeah, a local oh, legend. Good old, old, old balls, balls, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that was Taught cool. That boy, everything he knows about pedaling bikes. And there's been a lot of other people too that have um, you know come over and you know, asked about it. And was it? Well, there, there was yeah. Aaron, was, we had uh, it. A couple of people come up to me during Gretton, like the first couple of laps, and you know you're kind of putzing along at that point because there's always some dumbass who attacks the first lap. <laughs> so you're kind of like just like oh let's let that guy go. And uh, yeah, I had like two people come up to me. They're like, "That's a really cool kit. What is that?" Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Obviously, I mean, my I, my jaw dropped a little bit. I was like, "You don't know what this is?" But are you serious are right you now? Serious? But I explained it, and that's when I call. I actually yeah. like, I called yeah. you over, and you actually knew whoever yeah. I was talking to. But yep. yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, cool to have people ask about it, and. Um, 
I think I think I might have just seen Race Chaser walk by. Oh, the Race Chaser yeah. sighting? Is, is yeah. he here? I, I'll go check. I might have seen him. Yeah, you go check. But I'll keep. Yeah. So, well, uh, we are on the on the search for Race Chaser. Race Chaser Dad. He was, he was promised to come. An expected appearance. Oh, there he is. I see him. <laughs> he is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. The the Grattan, the people coming up to us. That was cool because people asking about it that's that was what we designed the kit for you know was yeah. to to like kind of share spread the news of getting outside and looking up like the last couple nights looking at neo wise you know we could also talk about the uh, the the additions to the new kit yeah for sure we have two two new uh friends that are joining are i guess aboard the the totality collection one is uh our friend rob mendeering he is a very talented photographer and who, he who will be on the podcast yep. In the near future, actually, he was texting me tonight. He's uh, looking for adapters for his camera. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. my eyepiece, for DSLR adapter for yeah. the for the scope. Yeah. Um. So yeah, talented photographer that uh, is um, in kind of the cycling community uh, that we're friends with and um, got talking with him. He's interested in kind of looking in the scope, taking some uh, planetary photos, uh, some star photos, and um, he's going to come on the podcast. So we were trying to work it out, maybe for this month, but uh, definitely soon. Yeah, Definitely he just got his V-Dub camper fixed, and they were going on a road trip yeah. this weekend, so it nice. didn't work out this time. Yeah, no, but, but it'll it be would be good. It would be good to have him on. Uh, we can get some photos, then have him on, talk to him. Yep. You know. Yeah, so he's he's got a cool mustache logo, and so that'll be donned on the back middle, uh, kind of lower back section of the um, new kit, and uh, it fits in like a glove. Looks great. Yep. Um, and then the other one, Nathan, if you want to introduce. Yeah. Um, my, I guess it's my uncle in, in uncle-in-law, uh, Greg Tijan is a big cyclist and we, we were up North with him, um, last week, two weeks ago, 4th of July, 4th of July that, uh, that weekend. And he went out for a ride with us. We had our kits on and, uh, yeah, we, we just offered him in on the, uh, the order and he was all about it. So figured what the heck we'll throw uncle greg some love he is a orthopedic surgeon out in uh thousand oaks Westlake area california so yeah we'll very successful medical sports practice orthopedics that's all awesome. of a fisherman too yeah, yeah he is caught a yeah. nice small mouth there. Nice yeah, one. and it, he he also got a i think a rock bass later in the week oh cool oh yeah 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 that was fun and and um i think with it, it's kind of neat now with this next order too we'll have kits like spread across the country in a way you know we've got um so, uh f- f- zach in missouri right mm-hmm. or no mm-hmm. southern he's southeast technically southwest illinois, illinois. Yeah. so he's down there with it um my buddy adam in portland oregon greg will have it in california yeah uh, luke has it out in the east coast yeah so yeah it's, yep. it's kind of um spread its, it's way around its way yeah it's cool so so that was um an addition that was you know, any, obviously an easy, well, easy one. One other addition that that's going to be sporting it is out in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. One, oh, yeah. One so of our favorites. We will, we will uh, soon. Yeah, once this is all made, uh, we'll uh, distribute out, and we uh, yeah, we'll have uh, our friends at Floyd's of Leadville uh, rocking the kit. So uh, Floyd Landis will actually be rocking a kit or a, a jersey, and then uh, yeah, Jake, uh, my my buddy who uh who also is uh with floyds he'll be rocking one too but it'll be pretty cool to see them yeah yeah um, i had so. for sure i had a bit of an oh shit moment yeah when when that order came in it's like 
a former Tour de France winner is going to yeah. be wearing our podcast. Yeah, oh yeah. It's, it is He's cool. all about it. It's super He's cool. He's all yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, for those that don't know, Floyd, Floyd's of Leadville that we always talk about is is owned by Floyd Landis. Um, won the, won what, the 2007 Tour? 2006. Six Tour. Six. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, really cool connection. Um, and it'll be cool to have him yeah. uh, down that kit. Uh, and, and Jake yeah. as well. We gotta get yeah. some photos of them wearing it. Yeah, yeah. Be riding, riding out in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. That it'll be uh, definitely really cool to see. Just I don't know, people like that wearing the kit. You know, um, especially like the the we like we would obviously we like anybody who's riding in the kit that's you know thinks it's just cool. Mm-hmm. But you know the uh, the, the cycling scene, like the the people who you know definitely have a, a passion for the bike riding part too is it would definitely hits close to the heart just you know seeing them wearing that kit you know yeah. as opposed to just anybody so um you know they're a, they're a good special partner and i think they'll be um they'll be definitely excited to get the new the new totality kit yeah floyd's so. is has been great cbd infused new like athletic nutritional products mm-hmm. so hydration fuel that's what i've been using every week at Gratton. Um, is the Floyd's of Leadville fruit punch hydration fuel, yeah. and it, it's really good, nice and yeah. light on the stomach, and it's worked really well. Um, so definitely check them out. At, I, at I actually Floyd's of Leadville. I stopped by our good friend George Swansea's shop, Rockford Bike Shop, and bought the tincture before oh, yeah. we before they sent us it. Mm-hmm. I've been sleeping like a baby with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has it's um, really high quality uh, nutritional products. So definitely give them a give them a check. The coffee, I think, is oh, my that's, favorite. Yeah, that's really good. So far, really good. but uh, yeah, I mean, they uh, they they're so generous. They they've sent us you know a couple of boxes full of stuff so far, and we've we've been trying it the last you know probably three months, two months, mm-hmm. something like that. But definitely have a passion for, uh, I guess, just you know overall uh, cycling in general, but uh, just you know making people feel better just Mm -hmm. as far as a recovery standpoint from anything that they're doing or you know if you you have uh you know i just sent uh, the bomb to my cousin who's got you know medical condition he's working on and that's really helped him um so that yeah we we've we've got a whole variety of stuff that we've been trying and it's good to have you know my cousin trying that uh the bomb um that that was like super exciting yeah the transdermal it's like a deodorant stick looking thing right or a lotion lotion. yeah Yeah, it's a lotion but it kind of like the bottle looks you know like it could be you know i and he's got like nerve pain like deep deep nerve pain i text him tonight right before we started the podcast and he i just make sure he got it and he's like this stuff's phenomenal Mm -hmm. so that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, huge shout out to Floyd's really, really high quality stuff. But um, the one other thing, as we're as we're continuing continuing our cream ale here, um, in last night's viewing of the Comet Neowise, we had a couple of my buddies from college um, in town, Eric and Martin, and they really hadn't had too much telescope looking into experience and so that's always fun when mm-hmm. you're when you bring someone out yeah. that hasn't seen saturn or hasn't seen the moons of jupiter um to just get their reaction to that uh was a lot of fun last night yeah it was went up to ihm yeah just yeah. a little bit uh, it's still city like conditions but a little bit out of the yeah. neighborhood a bit yeah so um that was the first time like your your buddy uh martin was like the first time he saw 
Saturn. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and I was, I was like, what? This the first time you've seen Saturn in a telescope? What? Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm just used to it because of our, uh, our, yeah. our, our, the man over here pouring the, the, uh, <laughs> if you couldn't hear, there's the a bunch of whiskey. <laughs> but, uh, to our right. Yes, yeah, I thought, yep. I was, thought that, I right. thought the faucet was on for a minute, but <laughs> the full bar is set up over there. <laughs> so the um, the first time that you see Saturn is always insane, and so for him to see it and get to catch his reaction, yeah, was awesome. And the way he described it, he kept saying it just looks so crisp, so crispy, because <laughs> like, and it's true, you know. Yeah. Your buddy's reaction was oh shit, so many times last night yeah. I couldn't believe it. It's yeah. so good. It's one of the best feeling, and it's like. It's the perfect feeling of like what we felt at the eclipse and why we even started this podcast. That feeling is the the, the drive for all this. So to yeah. just see it in action was really fun. And Martin does some photography stuff on the side. So now he's going to, he wants to get a scope and get the adapter for his camera and all that. So it, yeah, just one more person that's looking up at the night sky. That's Pretty cool. Mission accomplished right there. What do we got, Race Chaser? This is the... That right there is the Sherry Cask uh, Pandaren uh, Single Malt Welsh Whiskey. Ooh. Sherry right, well, Cask is um, just like it like cleanses my palate. It's nice. Like, it's, yeah, it's almost a quenching. Yeah, it's not often that you find a whiskey <laughs> that you can. We should quenching. probably <laughs> think about putting Pandaren on our. Kit. Oh, that would be cool. Well, Pandaren and Rapala. Those are the two yeah. targets. I'm gonna I'm We gonna, are going to be so NASCAR. We're yeah. gonna have logos going up and down the back. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna do the wrap like last that's, episode. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. You need to do a wrap on a frame. It has to yeah. happen. Like why well, don't cycling teams do that? that? that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Like right. they put little stickers on there, but you gotta do the full wrap and yeah. have it be like I, a unique thing. I am you know? I'm really feeling like we need to just turn our jersey into NASCAR. Like we were trying <laughs> like with adding these new logos, we're like, oh, where, where like do we move? Tape. Yeah. <laughs> where do we move these around? You know, how do we make this look symmetrical? But if we could get, like, approval from Rapala, Pandaren, yeah. all of our favorites. Yeah. Let's just get our favorites. <laughs> what about the bowling alley that you guys go to? They Wangers. Have a logo? They, oh, yeah, yeah they yeah. do that for yeah. sure. So we just we just NASCAR this kid out. <laughs> just logos. It'd be kind of cool, like, down the side to, like, you know, on the front quarter panel, how there's the little ones? Yeah. That would be like the side panel of it's, the kit. Just boom, our boom, kit boom, would boom. be like my beer fridge where it's got a logo of every beer on it. And yeah. we'd actually put NASCAR on the kit because they're one of our favorites <laughs> too. NASCAR yeah. would go on. NASCAR I mean, Cup Series. On the, NASCAR Cup Series. On the, on the, on the show. On like the, the pack, like the little pack, right, like oh. the little patch right here. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. The upper yeah. The upper left chest would be so yeah. funny. NASCAR Cup Series. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so just... All in all, common Neo-wise, Grattan, things have been good. It's been a lot of fun lately looking up at the night sky, showing off the kit at Grattan. And um, with that said, I think my beer is out. And we got one um, to introduce in the And we have one half. to introduce. We do indeed. So that's a perfect time for a break. Yep. So we'll, we'll be back with you in just a few minutes, and we'll introduce our beer from our good friends at Ecliptic in the second half. Catch you in a bit. Hello, 
Alright, we were back from the break with some libations. Episode new 34, one. new one. From our good friends at Ecliptic, uh, hooked us up again. Um, this is their new release. Nathan, want to introduce it? <coughs> Hoku Lele, Hawaiian for Shooting Star, is a fitting name for a tiki-inspired beer with island vibes that are nothing short of Celestial, Sabro, Azaka, and Mosaic Hops are dosed <laughs> with... The tropical essence of pineapple, passion fruit, coconut, and almond, along with a dash of cinnamon. Hoku Lele is basically your favorite beach in a can. Did you? That sounds delicious. Did you say toasted? Toasted? Yeah, toasted coconut. Yeah. I think that that is the best thing that people can say. say I thought you said toasted at some point there. Uh, like as one of the ingredients well, was toasted. I'm like, oh, that that just sounds good. We haven't yeah. officially introduced the race chaser actually to the uh-huh. second half, but first let's crack this beer. He, yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah, we need to crack, and then we'll introduce the race chaser. Thank you, Ecliptic. Thank you very much. Thank this you. This is their obviously a summer inspired beer. Still has a very cool space themed can with a uh, kind of a tiki mask looking thing. It reminds me of Crash Bandicoot. Um, on the can cover so yeah really tasty looking beer we'll see how it goes down not super hazy no it's got a little haze but nothing serious now what kind of beer is this it's kind of like a summer Were you not listening to my rundown i was totally listening to your rundown but uh it doesn't say on the hang on weed ale uh Tiki-inspired tropical ale. Okay, that so it doesn't sounds, specify. That sounds delicious. Actually, sounds great. Cheers to, Cheers the, to uh, ecliptic. Ecliptic tiki-inspired ale. Cheers. Tropical ale. Thank and, you, ecliptic. And ecliptic is out of? Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah. that's really good. Oh, this is the one you guys have told so, me about. So, me likey. This is like I delicious. crush a few beer. of those. I got to tell you, from a advertising marketing standpoint, this is a Really cool can. Yeah. They even as I was reading the description, it's like uh, iridescent. Yeah. Like it changes color. Holographic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they've got like the a different theme, like a tropical theme, but they integrate it with the space on the uh, the rest of yep. the can, which is yeah. really cool. Yep. I think. But this reminds me of the Crash Bandicoot thing. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like yeah. the Umidigo. Yeah. Umidigo. So it Umidigo. yeah very very good very good. It's like a good summer beer. You, yeah. Like if it's super hot out, which it is today. Great beer for uh, sipping on the uh, the back patio. I definitely taste the pineapple and the coconut. Oh my gosh! To you guys at Ecliptic, this is a delicious beer. Very. Oh good. my gosh! For all you guys out west that you can get this all the time, this is fantastic. Yeah, if you're in the Oregon, Portland, Oregon area, oh yeah, pick up a, a four pack mm. of this. It's in a 16 ounce can. So perfect good. for the beach. Um, grab a four pack. Yeah, grab a four pack and hit the hit the beach. But yeah, really, really, really tasty. So thank you again to um, John Harris and Colette Becker at Ecliptic Brewing in Portland, we Oregon. Love you. Very, very grateful of your uh, sharing your new beers. Great people, great beer. They love space. What? Oh, what? Into space? What yeah. Better situation can you possibly? I still be, want to see if know. Uber Eats will bring me one of their meals. Yeah, yeah drive it all. So <laughs> the meals look amazing. Yeah, Ecliptic has really been posting some tasty looking meals yeah they might i mean you never know 
They they could they could ship a uh, you know one of their burgers over here. Who knows? So when I walked in, you guys were talking about us going out stargazing. Yeah. Why were you late, by the way, d- Dad? Uh, Race I chaser? was at a bar. Um, Can what I, were you doing at the bar? I was having beers, which I said were. What probably, were you doing before the beers? I was hanging lamps on the front of my house. I, I heard that there lamps. may have been a puddle in the basement. Oh, there was a puddle of shiza. <laughs> In the basement from dogs, Poop. which is why apocalypse. Um, which I <laughs> yes, there actually was. So Poop. which is why I'm not going to put tartan wool carpet in the pub, is because I'm just not going to spend that much on carpet. Sprinkler system that went off in your basement. It was one a few of years ago cor- of shit. It was a corner. <laughs> it was a corner of that. <laughs> A couple of years ago. Oh, man. Was that Maggie? Uh, that was both. Yeah. That was Boo and I just Maggie. got an abdom- abdomen cramp from laughing. <laughs> and Nath, Since you, you didn't make it out last night. And now. David, David and Nath both have 10-inch scopes, and you both have inch and a quarter eyepieces for your scopes. And I would ask David right now to go grab one of his inch and a quarter eyepieces. You want me to go grab it right now? I want to go. I want you to go grab one right now because I brought a two-inch uh, that you guys have to see in comparison, which is going to be like Matt's buddy's mm. oh shit moment about ten times. Okay. Last oh night. man. Well, yeah. Bear with me. I'll go do that. Go track down the the eyepiece. This is a telescope, so it's important. This is what a two-inch eyepiece looks like compared to an inch and a quarter eyepiece. Ooh. And I don't care which one David gets. That looks it like ain't. a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> very very large eyepiece for the scope. Large eyepiece for a large scope. <clears throat> wow, that's an eyepiece for a telescope. That Those is balls. big. That's it's like a big screen TV. That's like <laughs> which which size did you want? Uh, inch and a quarter. What you have in your scope box? Holy that is a, balls. a nice looking eyepiece. That is a uh, two inch eyepiece for the beast. Uh, and uh, no, no dig on anybody that's got .965 inch eyepieces for their scopes that are department store size refractors. But <laughs> as you get into bigger scopes, or even like our grandson has a three inch uh, refractor that we got him for Christmas a few years back. Uh, if you look at that, it's got inch and quarter eyepieces. But most of the department store, you know group of telescopes have the 0.965 inch uh, eyepieces well you go from that to inch and a quarter which nathan david both have on their 10 inch and then when you go get a huge freaking scope like the beast you get two inch why didn't you take that to look at the comet which actually is bigger than that beer can on the table as i look at it i'm looking at a beer can and an eyepiece and the eyepiece is bigger than a beer can yeah what'd you say nathan why didn't you take the uh, the beast to look at the comet because to take it apart and put it together over there, oh, you want the beast only gets hauled out for for big events. The beast would be for my backyard and. For well, that's uh, you're a little inadequate, Davo. Quite <laughs> size difference, folks. <laughs> yeah, the uh, inch and a quarter. To post a photo of that. <laughs> so you're looking at something uh, uh, bigger than a beer can and something that's. Like a shot glass. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Beer can to shot glass is a very good. Ana- yeah, that's an analogy. It's a good one. Holy and, crap. and if you put a point nine six five eyepiece up to those, what's, it would like a micro shot. Glass. What's the magnification on that lens? Uh, the eyepiece there that I brought over is thirty eight millimeter. So it, uh, you can't really say magnification, but 
Uh, that's a low-power eyepiece as far as eyepieces go. Okay. David, what do you have there? What's your eyepiece there? <laughs> so David brought out his... 32. 32. So they're roughly the same magnification if you put them in any scope. Uh, but the difference between a two-inch and an inch and a quarter is f- phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. massive. Um, how much that bad boy set you back? <laughs> you don't mind me asking how much you said you Williams back. ain't listening. How much it set you back? <laughs> well, you can go anywhere from probably, uh, realistically, for an eyepiece like David has an inch and quarter eyepiece. It's a plossal, I think, which would be three elements in the eyepiece. And I think the one that I've got there is a plossal as well. Uh, he doesn't need a yeah. top off, but I took a top off. So... What you're looking at is, when you look at eyepieces, it's the number of pieces of glass in the eyepiece, where you're stacking pieces of glass to get, you know, and whether they're coated or multi-coated. And multi-coated is coated on each side of the piece of glass. Coated is, it's like if you stack four pieces of glass and you coat the top and the bottom, that's coated. If you don't have a coated eyepiece, then it's just a non-coated eyepiece. If you've got a multi-coated eyepiece, a fully multi-coated eyepiece, is both sides of each piece of glass and they're stacked like right on top of each other is coated to bring in the best possible view like when we were out last night looking through that 40 millimeter eyepiece Mm -hmm. at the comet and then when we looked at jupiter and saturn in my eyepiece that 40 millimeter that that's a 170 dollar eyepiece right so when we went to a higher power eyepiece and I think it was a uh, an Orion eyepiece. <laughs> <laughs> He's avoiding the question. <laughs> Good so, pivot. A- anyway, <laughs> you and to to put that into perspective, you could buy a kit with two inch eyepieces, three two inch eyepieces, uh, and probably a moon filter for inexpensive ones. You could probably get three eyepieces for. 250 to 300 bucks i think and that's just not real high quality but these are not these aren't real high quality like that 40 millimeter we looked through last night was yeah, a, yeah that was, was nice. my best eyepiece really really nice very crisp very very low power but very very high quality yeah and when you Ultra look through crisp. something like that compared to a, a low quality eyepiece you can totally see the difference so if if you were going to buy something in this world comparable comparable to the price of this <laughs> lens what would it be i have a 911 a new car <laughs> I, I have a that's nine, right i have a 911 in my garage no actually that's really not that expensive that's probably a, the porsche that is <laughs> no that's probably a 250 eyepiece it's no. it's like a camera. Two hundred fifty. It's like a lens that you. It's <laughs> no. like a cl- lens you clip into the end. Of, like Julia has. Yeah, like a lens. Yeah. yeah, it's like what you would put in your camera if you're into photography. Yeah, exactly. Very similar. So that's a thirty-eight price it, it literally yeah. looks like it would go in the end of a camera. It totally. For it's photography. like that big. It's yeah. like a thirty-five millimeter lens for your camera, but it's a scope eyepiece. Yeah. And like, take the cap off of that, David. Oh, uh, take the. Don't cap mind if off. I do. Yeah. <laughs> now take the cap off of yours. Take the cap off of that one and take the cap off yeah, of yours. Yeah, David, just and, and show take the cap off of yours. No. Show us. <laughs> so 
David is now showing Nathan uh, Matt the difference between a two inch and an inch and a quarter, and those are both really good eyepieces. Yeah, the glass is uh, well, yeah. quite you get larger. like twice the visibility. It's, it's like it's, an infomercial. Yeah. <laughs> it, honestly, it's just insane. Look at the difference between the two. <laughs> so, so you guys were talking about NASCAR when I walked in. So the beast needs to go to NASCAR. Oh, yeah. That would oh. be a great place to view we, the We sky. would have people walking up and paying money to look through that scope. For real? With that eyepiece? With any of them. I've got Why you look in my can? <laughs> I've got a few of those, actually. I just grabbed one out of the case. Yeah, that's cool. That, I mean, so just to show you guys, like if you had a point nine six five department store refractor that's two and three quarter inch or two and a half inch, you know, Sears, name it, Walmart refractor telescope for your little kid that's got that uh, itch that you think that they have. You you get them a little telescope and that's a refractor. The first one I had, I discovered Saturn, and when I discovered Saturn, and I had no idea what I was looking at, and I just thought, well, no, what the heck that thing is? It looked different than the stars, and looked up, and it was Saturn. And when you look at a .965 inch eyepiece compared to an inch and a quarter eyepiece, you think you're looking at a theater. And then when you get a two inch eyepiece, you think you're looking at a wall, one of those big screens at the race, NASCAR race, mm -hmm. where you can see, you know, where they've got, what do they call those things? The Megatrons or Jumbotron. Jumbotron. Yeah. yeah. You think you're looking at a Jumbotron in a two inch eyepiece. It's pretty crazy. That is well, wild. Well, you probably, yeah. like, you know, you don't have to move your telescope as much either because objects stay in it longer. Uh, actually, no. It's just a oh. bigger field <laughs> for your eye. <laughs> actually, no. Exit stage. <clears throat> um, no, that's cool. In, I think in viewing, like you said, bringing someone out that has seen it for the first time, like we mentioned in the end of the first half, is just a fun experience because they... That was actually yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Your, your buddy, every time we looked at something new, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. It was so clear. <laughs> and there was, was an uh, old couple that showed up yeah. that just was watching. Out of the blue. They were driving by mm. and going, what are those guys doing? Bonnie and Betty. Yeah, it was, really. There was, like, people that showed up in their late 70s, yeah. I would think. And I was like, you guys want to look through a scope? or you?" Yeah. They, were, they were trying to figure <laughs> out what we were like, looking at. Are you guys, like, scoping? Or <laughs> yeah, they, they went parking at the church parking lot. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, they're not. We're just looking through a scope here. <laughs> the yeah. local housing. <laughs> your buddies were just like you. What? what yeah, your blown one, away. Your one friend was like, "I never thought this would be like this. This is totally a, just blowing away my yeah. expectation." Yeah, yeah, super cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, the cool thing is about the comet too. Like you know, we we already uh, touched on this, but like you can still you can see it naked eye. I mean, you can. You can definitely see it if you're, uh, you know, especially in a, you know, a, a, a smaller city or something, you know, less, air, you know, light pollution and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I almost said air pollution, but well, if you air if pollution you, could play a role, yeah, make it you, more hazy. You know, if you're if it's hazy, but like you, um, if you're out, you know, in the middle of nowhere, you get a good view. If you're out in like yep. the the mountains, um, something like that. But I mean, it would be pretty cool to see it. I mean, we we are. You know, we basically already talked about that when we were actually looking at it through the scope. And then, you know, last night, the night before that, um, just how good we can still see it with the naked eye, even though we're in a, a medium-sized city mm -hmm. with a lot of light and all that kind of stuff at night. Sure, so, sure. you know, I think if you're out, you know, dark sky park, or if you're at uh, in a very uh, 
you know, small secluded area, you're probably going to have a good view of it, you know. Yeah, to take the beast up to the dark sky park would be a fun weekender. Stunning. I got to get the mirrors recoded. Got to get those reilluminized, and uh, then away we go. By the way, okay, just a just a uh, hands down, hands high fives. Ecliptic. This is a fantastic beer. It is super good. Oh my gosh! What was this one called? It's called the Hokulele Tiki Inspired Tropical Ale. Ecliptic Brewing. You guys hit the nail on the head. This beer is fantastic. Big shout out to John Harris. He's a he's a pro, pro pro in the industry of brewing, all things brewing. Yep, definite pro, and also a telescope. In my pro. eyes, a, a, a yeah, a pro, tele, a fellow fellow telescoper yeah. or uh, you know Scopist. astronomer or astronomy Scope. enthusiast. Scopian, but Scopian, Telescopian. Telescopian. Yeah, he's a fellow telescopian. Yep. We <laughs> we just, spoke. I just a lot passed, about that. I just passed the eyepiece to Matt. So I thought you were going to say you'd pass gas. And I was going to ask him to pass it to Nath so Nath could look at it, too. That, that thing weighs probably two pounds, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, for maybe, sure. Maybe a little more. Yeah, oh. yeah it's it's uh, substantial. But, yeah, we get the 13.1 that was, that was out. Dark sky. We've had the 13.1 out at Port Sheldon, Michigan, at the beach, on the beach. And uh, my son-in-law, Bill, who has taken a class in college uh, astronomy, said that he never saw anything like what we were looking at. You're out at the beach, dark sky, and you point at the Milky Way, you're stunned. I don't care if you don't know what you're looking at. You just, just sweep it around and look at just the Milky Way, and yeah. you're just going to be stunned. Which leads me to my next point, is that we discussed going out to the lake to watch the comet. Yeah, tomorrow. To, to go through. Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, maybe oh. go maybe go tomorrow to I see the comet. I hadn't heard this yet. We, we were, thinking we were of, talking yeah. about that last night while you were standing there. Ah, take it out to the pier. Put it on the pier. Yeah. There's no obstruction. Yeah. Yeah, the only, it's like you can see Milwaukee a little bit, right? Is that Milwaukee on the other side? Yeah. yeah or is that? A little bit to the North Green Bay. There you go. But yeah, I don't know. Is it supposed to rain tomorrow? I heard. Uh, I have no idea, and I don't know if it's clear right now. When we were at the pub earlier, not my pub, but we were at a we were at Carolina earlier, Low Country Kitchen in East Grand Rapids on Wealthy. Shout out to Carolina. Non-sponsor had 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 great shrimp tonight, but they had phenomenal. uh, They actually had really really good shrimp. But looking at that, if you went out tonight early when we went there at probably five ish. It was very, very overcast, looking like it was going to storm. By the time we left, it was really not too bad. And when you came out with your buddies last night, yeah. when I was at the uh, church parking lot, at first I was like, oh, crap, this is going to suck. Yeah, it was you know? very uh, but spotty. I, actually, actually, if you look or, or wait and you know if you've done it enough times as I have, you kind of go, eh, this might clear off. And sure enough, it did. Yeah, and it was a beautiful night. It was uh, very clear. <laughs> Saturn in full view, Jupiter and its moons in full view. I think that also blew um, Martin's mind was seeing the moons of Jupiter and how bright those are. Yeah. And, and even seeing the bands, the clouds. Yeah, that's the photo we, of the Neowise. We even saw the uh, station last yep, night, too. Yep, we saw the ISS. Two nights in a row, actually. Yeah, two nights in a row. Got to see Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin up there. Right around uh, this. No. Yeah, yeah, it was a little later. I think it was later, about like, maybe 11 Yeah, um, last night. So I did look tomorrow to see... Supposed to rain kind of most mid morning, eight to noon, and then uh, be overcast through the afternoon. But it does say clear, potentially clear at eight. So 
Um, no issue with that. And my lawn needs a little rain. Yeah. So make it Our the best of both worlds. Too. Yeah. Hmm? The trail, Our the trail, trail needs, needs a, little, a little rain, just something to kind of pack it down yeah. naturally. Um, the trail maintenance was productive, but we need that. So on rain. the trail, how long is the trail now? If you do the whole trail, how long is like the trail? two miles. I, I still measured two it miles. under under two today. Under two? Yeah. The entire uh, thing? Yeah, 1.8 or so. Yeah, I was counting steps of the new section, and I, based on maybe three, a three-foot step or something, I feel like it was about a quarter mile for the new section. Did you guys uh, Strava one lap yet or no? Yeah. We should make it an even two. Yeah, we got to add. Yeah, yeah, it's grown. It's wow. really, really cool. You well, 1.8, apparently. You guys should do an Eclipse on Tap race like the... Uh, Fort Custer Stampede? Or, you know, something like uh, Iceman or, you know... <laughs> the Eclipse on Tap... 3,500 people at the underground. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you it can, the Eclipse you, on Tap 500 teams. Yeah. You can do teams. You, can, you got yeah. breweries over well, there. You in, had, in, in and you had nationals for fat tire bikes on the golf course, which is right across the street. Yeah, adjacent yeah. too. Yeah. So if you had nationals across the street, you probably could park that many cars somewhere in the we, area. We could do, we should call it like the Eclipse on Tap 30 and have it be like a 30 lap competition. Mm-hmm. See, if, like teamed competition. Like Obviously, there's no way in hell I would do 30 laps alone. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're kind what of was, ambitious, you, Dave. Oh, I'm, you, I'm saying like five laps Eclipse each. Eclipse on Tap 30. What was that? But it would be better if it was like 100 like, hundred, like it sound more NASCAR-ish if yeah. you did that. So what, it'd be was, like, what was that twenty-four hour race you guys did? Hanson Hills. Ah, that was so fun. Yeah, that was. We, great. You could that do was, it based on minutes, folks. That was the most fun race I think I've ever done as yeah. a race chaser dad going to a race. Both boys in this race, and they would go do how many laps? Did you guys do three or four at, the, at a time, and then you'd come in and yeah. pit and take a nap or whatever. You didn't do it during the day, but over the course of the night, you guys would come in after three or four laps. And you'd be in the pits for two or three laps, and then mm-hmm. the you know while the other guys were out, and they would do their two laps or three laps at a awesome time. Relay. It was a fun race. It, it was, was so, so much fun, fun camping out there. Yeah, you're you're dead in the morning, but yeah, it's uh, still fun. But it's such a fun race. The worst feeling in the world is putting a chamois on at like I don't know two thirty in the morning and thinking, ah, oh, I got to go ride a three laps out in the woods all by myself. Do you do more than one relay for yourself or do you just do like, as far as your turn, do you just do one? That's it. No, you guys were doing two or three laps. No, No, I didn't. I never did it. We would do. Oh yeah, you you didn't do it. I thought you did. You do like two laps. Then the next guy tags in and then there are four people. Yeah, we did it. We always did it with four. And that's, I was saying like, we should get our group of guys together, throw all of our names in a hat, draw names and have two different teams yeah, like and, and then just go like race each other and have fun out there. Yeah, but I would... I will say the twenty four, the people that do like solo twenty fours are just nutty. Yeah, that's, there, there's that. Twenty four is hard when you're on a relay of four people be, because you're like interrupting your normal pattern. And you're going got, to you going guys... to bed like oh I got to get like two hours of sleep because I got a couple of guys to go before I have to get back out there. And of course I got screwed with the. Um, the overnight leg, the midnight like shift, forty-five, the graveyard shift. But you guys had one of those guys on your team, like twenty. Yeah, Tim Finkel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like he rode dude, for twenty-four hours. Oh yeah, the, yeah. he's like solo he rode, guys. Dude. Ray yes. Finkel. He goes twenty-four hours straight by himself. Did he take? I mean, I'm sure he took some minor stops, but were there any big stops? Like no. two hour? No, no, no. 
No. Wow. You just go for 24 hours. So The dudes that do the 12 hours are nutty. I mean, they start at 10 a.m., they go to 10 p.m. That's, yeah. I mean, that, never that's do just that. nutty. So you went out. So for the 24 hour, you just did one leg? No, no. You, you rotate in and out. Okay. So like you go and do two laps, then it goes to Matt. He does two laps, then it goes to me. I do two laps, then it goes to the next guy, does two I'd laps. I'd get a fresh chamois for each and then you, run. Yeah, and then you go back out. I couldn't reuse the same chamois for the second run or third run or fourth run. I mean, run. you could, but it probably isn't healthy. But what the deal was, was you guys would do that. And in between <laughs> We're runs, so <laughs> each, no, each lap was probably 25 or 28 minutes. Yeah. So by the time you did two laps, you're, you know, 56 minutes in. And then the next guy takes over. So it wasn't like, you know, you had to go lap after lap after lap. It sure. was like there was three guys or four guys on the team. So you would wait for, yeah. you know, a couple hours before you had to go do a couple yeah, more basically laps. Basically like, you know, what, three very, or four hours. Very fun to be there. Yeah. Super cool, yeah. I imagine the night sky was probably pretty awesome. Oh, and it, yeah, yeah, it's super dark there. You're in yeah. Gaylord. Yeah. 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 It was kind of in a ski area, I think. And yeah, Julia so was like there with her camera. And, uh, it's ben, like Pando. I think Ben is was it on your team. No, it's at Hanson Hills. Oh, Hanson Hills is a ski resort, yeah. too? It's it's like no bigger than Pando. It's, okay, it's pretty small. Like tow ropes only. I miss the Pando race, too, yeah. No. Uh, Pando was awesome. Did you guys yeah. have the scope out at uh, Hanson Hills that year? No, we didn't. Uh, I had the 6 and I had the 13.1, but I didn't bring either one because I knew I'd be in the feed zone and sure. I'd be feeding the guys as they Too came busy. by. So, mm-hmm. like, guys being raced, that's where I One earned, drink for you, that's one where, drink for that's me. That's where I earned my nickname of one Race for you, Chaser Two Dad. for me. I, I uh, was doing crits and I was doing Gratton back then and just doing a whole bunch of stuff, and it was very fun. Like, these guys going by at 30 miles an hour on the straight at Gratton and handing them a bottle at 30 miles an hour. Illegal, actually. Crazy. That's not it. That's not legal. That Gratton, but we we still I hope did. Brian Overmeyer's not listening. Shh. We still back, did that. No, actually, that was back when his dad was running it. So nowadays, it may not be legal. But back then, it was. They were watching me trying to feed my sons going by at thirty miles an hour, which is how I actually learned how to feed you guys going at Philly when you were racing Philly, coming by me at thirty on that straightaway with a. Oh, feed we were doing at was, least thirty. Oh shit! It was flat out. And I Kelly was feeding, Drive or something. I was feeding two teams. Yeah, that was crazy. It's a lot of bottles. The real pros, and then my team. <laughs> no, I was feeding all you guys. That was a great race. What great, a great race. What a great race. Like for you, the U.S. scene, great race because like tons of people. You know, as far as uh, 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 cycling, you know, I guess uh, popularity thing. Mm-hmm. This was that was a big thing for the U.S. cycling scene is having that race. But um, yeah, unfortunately. Right now, I mean, there's no races anyway right now, but I bet you it'll come back eventually. You it'll know, my favorite thing about Philly was um, going up uh, Maniac Wall. Maniac Wall. And that was there's, sick. <laughs> there's three dudes dressed in lederhosen, or, like blowing those like Ricola pipes. I don't know what they are, the, like the Swiss pipes or the... The big like yodel or the, um, the ones that go Austrian all the way down. pipes Austria, or whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. Up in the Alps. Yeah. So they're up there on a roof blowing those pipes, and then there's like handing up beers. The descent yeah. was treacherous, though. Yeah, it was. I dude but in that's front the of thing me got lo- harpooned on that. That's the thing I love about that race is that it's just chaos because you're going up this massive climb, tons of people, and it doesn't matter what level you're at. You know, like you could be, you know, one of the best guys there, or like like the worst guy there, and you, you're still experiencing like the crowd and like the atmosphere and. 
you don't get that. Like there's literally no other race for like, you know, any other cyclist to do in the U S that is like that, you know? So it's, it's, I mean, for me, there was feeding you guys and having Paco go by and feeding him and giving me a wink, feeding him going by at 30 plus miles an hour, knowing that I could feed him and he would take a feed from me. Oh well, yeah. We, uh, yeah, that, I think at that race that yeah, we were, uh, it was in the, uh, just in the main the main field area, I grabbed I grabbed a feed from you and gave a bottle to him and stuff like that. But yeah, we uh, I was fortunate to uh, race with him with a couple for a couple of years. You know, he was uh, definitely uh, a star of the Tour de France back in the day, early two thousands, uh, late nineties era. So, um, but it was a definite honor to race with him and and gain a lot of knowledge from him. And it was fun to be able to be in a race with him and. You know, obviously, like, have you there, and Nathan was there that year at Philly, and it was just, that year was a, a really, really fun year overall. I mean, it was just, it was hot as hell that year, I remember that, but it was, it was uh, it's just, it like, there's so much, so much chaos in that race, and, like, just from, like, was Killer Carl in that race? He was definitely in that race, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carl. That's, yeah. We should have him on, and we can remember. And he was, he would, and he was so he's much on fun. Team Eclipse on tap. Yeah, we could Killer, probably. Killer Carl put in a hell of a pull on uh, about was lap. The pull of his life, lap ten or so, and then yeah. the. I mean, he rides once a week now, folks. So, and he uh, he he saw we didn't have anyone in the breakaway, and his instincts kicked in <laughs> and started chasing down the breakaway, and he put a lot of people in a spot of bother there for about a thirty second <laughs> time frame. Love you, Carl. <laughs> we have a on. round table of. Like a lot of legends like, uh, of cycling. Yeah, yeah get Paco we get too. A lot more microphones, yeah. but we could do it. You could do like a Microsoft Teams Gord. or yeah, Gord. Could do yeah, yeah. Gord, do yeah, George. You could do Legends of Cycling uh, podcast. That's uh, mysterious Legends of Cycling, <laughs> brought to you by okay. Eclipse on Tap. Back and then have them talk about space. I was wonder what they point. would say. What we'll leave that for another time. Yeah, because. They could be on here, and we don't want to ruin it. We don't want to. We don't want to ruin their vibe. Most importantly, what's their perspective on UFOs? Ooh, Do they? that's, that that's the kind of question. Did you guys notice my new hat today? That, it is I nice. Did. The Roswell hat. The Roswell, Roswell hat. hat. That's a great question. Yeah, but that would be a good question to see what each of those individuals. Well, yeah. really, any any guests. Just a, so a fun group of guys. Here's yeah. a, here's something, and I I, I said it kind of jokingly last night. While we were looking at the uh, comet and Jupiter, but I uh, was looking at the comet and no one else was kind of like paying attention. And I was kind of like in my my own little world, me, oh, yeah. me and the comet. You were just, you were in the was, focal piece though. You me, were me me and the comet, just yep. me and me and the comet. And I was like looking through. Hey babe, <coughs> yeah. Where are you? I was like, comet, me and you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I did. I mean, I don't want to sound ridiculous right now. But something, like, flew in front of it, like, mm. in a oh, very yeah. steady pace. It could have been a satellite. I don't know what yeah. it was, but I, I called it out, and I said, yeah, I no, just I saw a you. UFO. Yeah. I don't – it technically was a UFO because it was unidentified at the time. Right. But – Yeah, what, satellite. You know, it could, have been a, it could have been a satellite, but, like, there have been times, though, I mean – you look up and you can you you can you know most times that we're out and we're uh, viewing the night sky, it, it could be a satellite. Sure. But what if do we know for sure? No. Yeah. I mean, technically I mean, you don't. 
right? Because you're just naked eye. You, you, there's no way, way to identify it unless there was... It could have been Tic Tac. It could have been. You never know. So, But that's a question that's fun to ask to different guests. Like Chandler, my good buddy Chandler wants to come on soon. Um, he's been a listener since day one. And I, I'd like to hear his, you know, opinion of that and any guest, really. Just that's well, a good well, question. The yeah. video that I sent you guys about the uh, Tic Tacs that were freaking huge going the ones across the moon the, across the moon yeah yeah yep. so you look at that and you go okay we i think the time before that we had talked about it when i was on and we were talking about what are the tic tacs when the air force pilots were looking at the tic tacs sure yeah and i'm going what if that's a life form what if that's a freaking life form yeah you know blow your mind away but what what if that actually is something that we've never discovered because it's actually a life form from this planet mm-hmm. that ultra most evolved people, yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's this depth yeah it, no it's, <laughs> it's it really is because there's no way to identify i mean unless you physically have hands on it to identify if it's man-made or if it's biological i think you you can't sit there and say that's for sure ufo is right. what my point yeah you don't know there's because no because like you know like i was looking through the scope you know you're pointed at you know whatever you know you're whatever you're looking at like for me, it happened to have been the comet. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, like, you don't know. I mean, something fl- flies in front, and it's it's not, it's clearly, it's it wasn't like, if it was a fly or if it was like uh, something from Earth, it was, it, it would have been just something that just blocked the view for a minute. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But because it was, it was something that was definitely distant, out, like, similar size to the comet. At yeah. a steady pace almost like a satellite would have been so it could have been a satellite but you never know you never know yeah when you're looking at that kind of stuff and even like when you're out and you're just naked eye it was a ufo i mean mean, odds are actually when you're (laughs) like looking at what matt (laughs) talked about when we were out looking at the eclipse and the the guys i don't remember where was it out west they went to the guy's farm and oh yeah yeah the guy was actually crying after yeah, he was. He thought these guys were nuts looking at they this were, eclipse. They asked them if they could. Can use we come his, on your land? Yeah, he's a farmer, rancher, something like yeah. that. Yep. Total rancher guy, and he's going. I'm raising cattle. What are you doing on my property? And they asked him permission. They gave him permission, and they were stack standing on stacks of hay. And yeah. Like all their families were there. Their families were with them, and then yep. his family came out to watch these guys going. What are you guys doing? And these guys were freaking out when they knew they had caught the space station going by during the eclipse. Yeah, it was transiting the eclipse. Yeah, so these guys were, they were so, like, way more into it than us. I, I they were to, also I in totality, it. too. I think that's the well, biggest that thing. Was, yeah. with that was, With that guy that owned the property, he had never seen that, you know, obviously. And was this by... He, where you guys were? No, it was this in Colorado. Colorado. This or was Wyoming a, yeah, or something. Like, yeah. was, Wyoming, I Oklahoma, think. like farm country yeah. out in the boondocks. And this farmer let these guys on his property, and they had called him and talked to him and gone out and stacked up a boatload of bales of hay. And they'd hit, they had their GoPros and everything else set up. And they had, I don't know, five or six scopes set up. On yeah, a lot of scopes. With go-to, you know, programming and like all kinds of crap that would follow the sun at the time so they go out there on this guy's property and during the eclipse they captured the space station flying through before totality and this guy was this farmer like 
going, what the hell are you guys doing on my property? Why are you here? He was literally had tears in his yeah, eyes going, yeah, holy cool. shit, I had no idea. And like your buddy the other night looking at what we were looking at, at you know, Jupiter and yeah, Saturn. The and moons. going, oh my shit, holy shit. And yet your buddy doing that, looking through a scope for the first time. Yeah. And this farmer out in Podunk, Idaho, is looking through a scope and watching their videos and actually seeing the space station go by prior to totality. Yeah, transiting the yeah. sun. Yeah. And that, that feel that's like what we were describing earlier, is like that feeling, when you see that, that mind-blowing feeling is like what started it all for, for, for this podcast. Yeah. And just feeling like amazed, that's, stunned. There's no other... That's um, how this thing started. Yeah, you know? so... So it's cool to, yeah, I don't know, kind of put it into perspective when you see someone look through it for the first time, or in that case, that was uh, Smarter Every Day YouTube yeah. channel. Yep. He's, no. yeah, big shout out. No shout out to uh, another podcast, but Theology on Tap is a bunch of guys that do that kind of thing too. But for you guys to look at what 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 started this whole thing when we went down to uh, Kentucky and changed our destination, what, three times? Yeah. Carbondale, yep. Illinois, yeah. to yep. Jefferson City, to and and then we uh, ended up, you know, going down to uh, Southern Kentucky from Louisville and driving what, two and a half hours in the morning. Was yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was and about it that. Took, and it took seven hours to get back. Oh, so that was <laughs> a lot of traffic getting back. <laughs> took, out of took a while to get back. Oh my gosh! But you, if for you folks out there that have never seen an eclipse or a comet or any planet, listen to Matt's friend going. Holy yeah. shit. It's real. It's <laughs> Every like Every time. It's almost a, a feeling that is uncontrollable that you're just straight up stunned. You've never seen anything quite like it. Um, and yeah, like you said, whether it's a star or a globular cluster or a planet or a comet in this case, you know, once every 6,800 years or in the case of this one comet. Um, and then obviously the like the mecca of it all would be the eclipse, you know, just that's like the coolest celestial event to see. Oh my gosh, yeah. But building up to that, you know, you can see lunar eclipses or um, penumbral eclipses. What we have that on Fourth of July, the penumbral eclipse yep. up north, yep. where the a part of the shadow of the Earth is going to cover. It's like a partial lunar eclipse, essentially what it is. And up until the partial lunar eclipse started, the moon was orange and massive. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, so it, it, to like see that, that sort that's of thing. The, that's the cool thing is like you can almost get like pumped up for like you know obviously I'm biased towards like the total eclipse but you can get pumped up with other things that happen yeah. like the total lunar eclipse that we saw like that, w- that was the, really cool like, you know it was two winters ago yep at two this winters. point but um, you know little things like like things like I mean it wasn't a little thing but things like that you can get kind of like energized for like the next total you know that, yeah. that's the big thing but like it, it's cool like, and even little things like going out and going to a you know relatively dark sky area and taking your whatever scope you have anything and, you know you binoculars whatever you have and yep. you can go out there and you can still see that kind of stuff and i think that's the the aware- awareness for that kind of stuff is really big as far as getting you you know really excited for like the big things that like a total eclipse sure because the building some, blocks to yeah because yeah. something like that is like you just don't see that like you you know uh, a lunar eclipse will happen more frequently than a total eclipse obviously solar just, eclipse or a, then it's solar yeah then a solar eclipse excuse me but yeah, yeah so um you know like things like that just 
you know, to get the appetite so brewing. I, so I've got a call out to all you guys right now here. So for the upcoming 2024 eclipse, total solar eclipse in the United it's, States. It's upcoming, yes. It is upcoming, 2024. Yep, April 8th. We meet somewhere. We witness it and do the podcast live. That would be cool. Get like a big caravan of people. Get uh, everybody to meet. Do it beforehand. In the, no, somewhere in the U.S. Well, like what we did for the going down to... Uh, do the podcast during the pre... Yeah. Uh, the partial. Yeah, going down to Hopkinsville. Mm-hmm. And you just go, hey, guys, right now, okay, we were going to meet in uh, St. Louis. Now we're going to go down to uh, Podunk, Arkansas. And oh, wait, wait a minute. We're, well, we're going to go to Oklahoma. Go to Texas or something. Yeah. yeah. And you uh, rent a motorhome and you meet everybody wherever the heck we meet. And if they drive there, if they fly there, whatever, you just go, hey, guys, we're going to meet there and I'm going to bring the beast. I just did the math. <laughs> yep. Episode 79 will be the total. 79. Okay. And a bunch of people that you guys have followed forever, you know, cycling and astronomy. You know who we need to invite is uh, Michael Collins. There you go. Just just send him an invite. See if he'll RSVP. Yeah. Send him. I'll buy your ticket. I'll buy your ticket. Pick him up. That would be cool. I I would totally pick him up. Holy shit. I would totally pick him up. I'd punch his ticket. Speaking of when you were Jim when we were talking about partners that we have, um, Broadleaf, we didn't talk about Triumph. You made a special trip oh. to go. Yeah, we got uh, one in the fridge. In my opinion, uh, so Broadleaf are our good friends. Their sister, the kind of the mothership of their whole operation. Operation is is Brewery Vivant, and my favorite beer of all time there was Triumph. And was that like two or three years ago they canceled it? Yeah. Maybe? Yep. Uh, and and then when we had the the interview with Ward at over the winter, yeah. like February, February, March, yeah. Yep. Um, he mentioned that part of the reason that they had such a hard time maintaining Triumph was that the type of hops they used. Well, Triumph got re-released on Thursday. Was it Thursday that we went yep. there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thir- Thursday. Thursday evening. And. It, I mean, it's been like two or three years since we've had it. And actually, Lindsay and I bought the last four-pack that was ever made of the original Triumph. Oh, nice. Because General Manager Bates gave, uh, he was like, set yeah, it you, aside. You guys can have it. Like that um, reddish-colored can that I've seen? No, that, you're thinking Big Red. Farmhand farm uh, or Big Red are both Triumph red. is green. The new logo is like black and green. Black and green, yeah. Okay, I'm however... A, I'm a codger. I can't remember. However, Triumph... All-time favorite. It it literally is the taste of Brewery Vivant and Broadleaf. Totally like, tasty. It is the taste of it. Should we yeah. crack it? Yeah. Let's oh, my it. gosh. You have one here? You made a special I, trip. I, hold on. We've got our sample glasses uh, awaiting. Awaiting the uh, Brewery Vivant slash Broadleaf Triumph. Technically under their mothership, they like, are, uh, like Nathan said. And the, the, the Broadleaf partnership is prominent on the kit, I will say. And in a good way, I can't see a negative way that they would even happen. Yeah. Uh, on the shoulder with the skull, the Broadleaf, the signature Broadleaf. The signature skull. skull. Yep. Very cool logo. Very cool. And uh, they, they, it just it just like, fits so well. It does. And, like, the, overall, like... I mean, obviously, we've been uh, friends with them for a long time now, actually. And, yeah. uh, I mean, we've been there. We've done a podcast there, um, you know, up in their uh, little, little private uh, 
little container area. Yeah, what um, the, the escape pod. Yeah, the escape, escape pod. pod. So yeah. we we had some good times there with them. But yeah, they're they're definitely, and it goes back even further to from that to um, Nathan was engaged at Vivant. So first date there too. First yeah. date there too. A so lot of ties. A lot of ties. It was uh, you know they are definitely a more than just a a partnership. They're a friendship, and they're, for sure they're. Uh, I just love I love the logo for Broadleaf. It's great. It works good on the kit, mm-hmm. and this beer is phenomenal. We can put the Vivant Big Red CAC on the kit too, since we're NASCARing out. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, we might as well. Yeah. All we, right, so we guys, could. crack the triumph. Guys, hang on a second. Triumph, as I said, it's like the taste of Vivant. It says, one of the first beers we ever brewed. This Belgian-inspired India Pale Ale holds a special place in our hearts. At, and at our table, utilizing Ardennes yeast and Michigan hops. And it, it weighs in at uh, 6.0 ABV. Nice IPA. Yeah. Belgian-style IPA, right? Yes. I'd, li- I'd like to apologize about the appearance of the can, because when I went to load it in my car, I dropped it in the parking lot. But here's Triumph. Here's to Brewery Vivant and Broadleaf, our good friends. And um, welcome back, Triumph. It's it's good to see you. Tasty beer, Belgian Belgian inspired IPA. The Nothing. the new logo, like initially, I, I love the old logo, but I love like the can decal. I was talking to um, yeah, to Jared about that at Broadleaf, on. and uh, Ward designed this can as he does all Broadleaf cans. Yeah, I I, I like the new. So that's Ward's uh, art. It's a new look. It's a new look. Speaking of Ward, yeah, he. So we had gone on our first ride in the underground in our new kit, mm-hmm. and he had he stopped by. He had been driving through the neighborhood while we we just finished our ride. Yep, yeah, at my house. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. stopped by and he said hi and everything. And it was like, it like just a breath of fresh air. The like, stars aligned. Such a well, I mean, he, it was cool. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah he first was first time um, he had seen the kit. So. He was in the neighborhood. First time he saw the kit, and uh, you know, just hadn't hadn't seen him in like since we did the podcast with yeah. him because yeah. the whole situation that's going on right now. So it was really cool to see. I mean, obviously that he stopped, and it was like an honor to you know obviously say hi to him again. And um, but such a great guy and very good with the can designs. Um, yeah, very like talented I, I would, artist. Yeah, very, very bad. talented. So he ain't, right, bad. Cheers, he ain't bad at all. I love, love that guy. Yep. He's a great cheers. guy. Triumph. Triumph, you are the best. Very tasty. Race cheers, Chaser, we gotta, we've got to figure out a solution to this uh, hop sneeze you got going on. Because hops, like, if I could just bathe in one thing all the time, <laughs> it would be hops. It'd be hops. I don't, I don't need cleanliness. I just want to be in hops. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, the essentials. I didn't hops. grow them this year. I didn't. No. Maybe next year. Next year. Make, yeah, make it. I didn't want. I didn't want them to catch COVID. So. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I did not do it this year, but next year I will. Yeah. Next year I'll get some Galaxy hops potentially. Triumph, great beer. It's it's two great beers tonight. Oh my gosh. Yeah, really two good ones. Great beers. Yeah. A big thanks to Ecliptic and and to uh, Broadleaf. Broadleaf and Vivant. Vivant. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Broadleaf slash the Vivant. Crew. The whole squad, yeah. Lots of good beer on these parts. I mean, really, the, just the biggest thing, again, was just feeling that excitement of seeing something through the telescope through the first time, which for me, Comet was the first time I'd seen it. I think for you, too, maybe. Uh, no, 1987. Really, yeah. Back, Bob back Hale, in 97. Hale Bob. Bob Hale. 
<laughs> the Bob Hale. No, Hale Bob. We saw Haley's Comet, too, didn't we? We saw Haley's when we lived on uh, in the Lakeside. Yeah. We lived on Lakeside, actually back with my old uh, two and three quarter inch uh, refractor. But yeah, the list of things that you've seen, it's just, and it's wild. And all those things kind of you can use as building blocks to get into astronomy, get into a telescope, actually, and build your repertoire. And, and that's the epitome of it all, like that get out, look up type um, mentality. Just is so exciting and stunning. You see it in his textbook all day. No, you know, it's it's exciting. It's cool. You know, it's, you look at it, but then you look at it through the scope, and it's just an unbelievable experience. So when when you really see your it, mind, man. no, when you really see it, you go, I didn't. I had no idea. Your yeah. buddy, your buddy had no idea. Right, literally out of his mouth. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, and that's cool that he's yeah. excited because he you know, he'll get into it and and um, share that excitement with others, and and that's kind of the epitome of it all uh, of Eclipse on Tap. Is just having a casual conversation, getting into space, cycling, bridging the two together has been so much fun. Um, and, and with all that said, I think that's a, a perfect wrap on episode 34 for July. Um, be sure to follow us at Eclipse on Tap on Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, we also have the Facebook page, too, and the website, eclipseontap.space. Uh, hopefully we... And the NASCAR jersey. The NASCAR jersey. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. uh, and some maybe some hats and shirts soon, too. So We'll do a full driver's suit. We wish everybody a very happy July, and we'll see you in August. Big cheers. One more time. Cheers. Episode Cheers, 34. boys. Cheers. Cheers to you guys.